Welcome back to the show. It is Racing HQ Saturday. Hope the start to your morning has been a good one. Good to have you with us. We're about to preview Rose Hill Gardens very shortly with Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. But firstly, let's get the latest information from stewards. And Steve Ralton, Chief Steward at Racing New South Wales, joins us on the line now for a chat. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, Luke. How are you this morning? And what have yeah, you good, got for us uh, at Rose Hill today? Yeah, race one, number five, take the kitty. Uh, 11th at its last start. We did question Josh Parr. Went, the horse went back from a wide gate. Uh, Josh explained to the stewards that the horse is still a bit raw and uh, was a bit awkward to ride through the middle stages of the race and then uh, didn't initially respond to his riding early in the straight but uh, started to uh, warm to the task before being held up over the final 100 metres and not, not able to be tested. It's interesting listening to Matt Dunn this morning with the blinkers going back on, so that's maybe relevant. Um, race four, number 15, Satinus, we did question Tom Sherry regarding his riding early in the straight when third uh, in a midway last start. Um, he was held up early in the straight and uh, Tom had sort of uh, his attention to the outside and was looking to shift out to get running. A run did develop, which um, in retrospect he said he should have taken, but the horse did get strung up late and was a, uh, probably a little unlucky. And uh, Caballus out of race uh, seven, Quite obviously, last start, the intention was to be more forward, but the horse was restless in the gates, um, crowded on jumping, settled a bit further back, and then had no luck in the straight before closing off strongly. Yeah, no doubt about it, mate. He was stiff, wasn't he? Um, and uh, J-Mac made that point that he just gets a little bit tense in the gates. So hopefully for his followers who are backing up, he does jump a little bit better today. Thanks for your time, Steve, and good luck today. Thanks, Luke. There's Steve Ralton joining us uh, from the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel with the latest on Rose Hill Gardens, some key ones there. Let's introduce our panel now for the Sydney preview. Ron Duffersy rejoins me this morning. Duff, six-metre rail, good four for Rose Hill Gardens today and some really exciting races uh, in regards to the three-year-olds today, as we've heard this morning. Yep, a good day to get to the races, I'd suggest, and uh, see these lovely horses uh, do battle. Absolutely, um, and we'll do battle as well with the bookmakers. Uh, Brad Gray joins us for a chat. Uh, Brad, how have you found this meeting? Yeah, good. Uh, hello to you, Luke, and, and Duff, and, and Hurls, and all the listeners. It's, I wouldn't say it's the most straightforward meeting. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of first-uppers, so there's a, a bit of estimated guesswork there. You're looking at, at trialers, but I'm excited to see where a lot of these might end the campaign, uh, let alone kick off the campaign. The highway in the midway, they're always head scratchers, but maybe even more so this week. I know we've lost, what, seven from the midway. Does that make it any easier? I wouldn't have thought so, but we'll give it our best crack. I reckon Andrew Hurley would have been like Josh Reynolds through a gap bang, shimmy out of bed this morning and up and about uh, for this program. How are you this morning, Hurls? Yeah, very good morning to you, Brad Duff, and, uh, and also you, Luke. Uh, yeah, mate, um, absolutely. Every week that we're getting into the uh, spring campaign, we're getting more uh, questions asked and questions answered by day's end. So, um, yeah, it's a tough meeting there today, a couple of these races, but um, yeah, a couple the punters think are, are straightforward, but fairly much a very deep card. Did you have much of a sidestep on you in the day? Hurls only allude to the grub because he's tuned in this morning, which is fantastic. He, he loves the racing. Yeah, electric, were you, in your yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very damaging ball runner. What do you reckon, Duff? I'm calling BS there. <laughs> well, there's uh, <laughs> self-praise. Uh, what, are we, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like an edge, an edge back rower? Nah, nah. I was, I, well, I only, well, like I'm a league man, essentially, but I only played rugby at school, so I was generally um, full-back or you'd find me on, on the wing, yeah. They Had a bit of pace, but that was about it. Yeah, so you're a bit of a football expert. How, how do you think South Sydney are really going? Oh, oh, don't know. Don't upset him. That's not nice. See, they've had a week, the boys, uh, Hurls. They've had a week. Uh, everything's been brought out to light. So it's, uh, I reckon it was better that it came out on the front foot. Said there was a couple of problems, addressed it, and move on. Otherwise it festers, so there you go. <laughs> A bad week to get the buy, I reckon. Um, anyway, we'll uh, launch into this uh, program, the Rose Hill Gardens card, and we start, guys, with race number one and the highway. Um, some of those podcasts are available too, listeners. Uh, we spoke to a number of trainers in, entered in this race, Luke Pepper and Matt Dunn this morning, about their chances. If you missed those interviews, you can catch up online wherever you get your podcast. Hurls, talk us through the market. I know Dunn's got the favourite here. Take the kitty. Yeah, we've got six scratchings here, but no minimal deductions. Ollie's Secret, one by two and one by three, Rogue Lane, Wasserman. And don't forget Dad at Sea of Quay and Hearn Hill, a zero. Go up the top here, and we've got Classic Dreamer, 14 to 13. Nickelback's $12, hasn't budged. 51, believe so. Take the kitty, 
I'll take the keys, 360. Powderfinger, 41. 15 for Kikoku. It opened up at 26 on Wednesday. Melody, again, has been really solid right throughout the trade. 480 now. Master of Rewards, 41. 21, Snapbook. Miss Thatcher, 750. $9, eight of a kind. Kenny Hell, 13. 19, Inver here. And Charm Destiny, a 30 follow $34 chance. Yeah, the market pretty much telling you how the trade has been. Take the kitty, has been sold throughout, as has Melody again, which you'd think is getting close to winning one of these highways. Yeah, speed-wise, you've got Inver here going forward. Uh, has led at its past, what, three starts since being transferred there to Clint. So I imagine they pushed the button uh, with him to spear across eight of a kind. Did lead all the way there last time out. Kenny Hell can race forward. Classic Dreamer won't be far away. And then you've got a couple of your main fancies, Miss Thatcher and Take the Kitty, just looking to trail in behind us. Yeah. Um, look, I think it's pretty well straightforward, really, the highway with the with the top three. Um, I don't know what order, but... There's only three horses here with highway form, and I think they stand out. I'm leaning to Melody again with a, with a good draw, getting to 1,400. She's been threatening without getting the job done, this preparation. So I think she just finds a beautiful race for herself here and, and is sure to be in the finish. Uh, the big danger is take the kitty if uh, he can take advantage of that uh, good draw today. He's had a month freshen up. The blinker's back on, so uh, he's quite likeable. Uh, Miss Thatcher can race closer from a good draw as well. And uh, I think 1400 is probably the sweet spot with her. And I'll throw in Nickel back. Um, look, uh, toughed it out, well winning last start. And um, timing's right, fourth up. It's going well for the new stable. Nine, five, twelve, and three. Yeah, I've gone 12, 5, 9, and 13. So same top three, just shuffled up a touch. Miss Thatcher, I thought she was a real eye catcher there last start. Uh, she was ridden conservatively instead of. Uh, being burnt right on top of the speed, and I like the way that she just speared to the line. So ridden uh, with a bit of cover here again, I think she can only build off that. I know she's been up for a little while, but uh, she has got that proven highway form. Five, take the kitty. Uh, went to the line pretty much untested in highway company last start. That was four weeks ago behind Iron Will. Bit of a non-event. Blink is back on. We know that Matt Dunn uh, is flying when it comes to these highways at the moment. Melody again. I thought she well, he, she had a chance there last time out. She did present like the winner. Might be looking for the 1,400 metres, but does find a, a very winnable race here. So no excuses. Fourth up out to this trip. And eight of a kind. Uh, a recent pickup for Danielle Sieb has done a, a fantastic job this mare. And I like the way that she's trending. I think she's found the right race at the right time, as the stable so often do. 12, 5, 9 and 13. For Darren Flindell in race 1, 12 is his top selection to beat 9, 5 and 13. It's uh, Miss Thatcher. For Darren Flindell as well. Race number two here, Andrew Hurley, 2,000 metres, a benchmark 78, and your horse for the behind the gates multi today. Little tease there, too much caviar. Hoping it's running yeah. top four, mate. Yeah, certainly, absolutely, after last week. Uh, too much caviar is a $4.60. That's the price we went up uh, during the week. This pretty settled market overall. That wine glass bay went up $2, probably poison odds. It's two sixty now and retains favouritism. Travelling Kate in a rich vein of form looking for three on the bounce is at $8. Mayfair Spirit, now we went up $26 for it. It's now into 12 11 to 950 Yukon. Little Mix is 6 out to seven fifty. Twenty six to 18 for Phillipsburg. Scarlet Prince, now I'm not sure if one of the traders had some sauce on their fingers or something when they went up with this. 100 to 1, it's now 13 and 23 for Boot Scoot Up. So, um, yeah, Wine Glass Bay, 250, 260. I wouldn't be surprised if they took it on, to be honest. Better sauce than honey, Brad. <laughs> Absolutely. Too much caviar could lead unopposed here. Yukon uh, follows too much caviar across and settles outside. Travelling Cage pretty versatile. I imagine they're positive uh, and looking for a spot just in behind the speed. And Wineglass Bay should have no excuses yet again, just parking in behind the speed, Duff. Yep. Um, I think it's a lovely race for too much caviar. I think he's been sharpened up with a trial win since his last run. He's very fit now. He finds a race finally where he can... Uh, get control of, and uh, they're very hard to beat, these Waterhouse Bot horses, when they get control and do their thing quickening on the point of the turn, and I think he's a classic case. Uh, uh, I'm, look, I'm pretty keen on him at the price. I think one, obvi the obvious is the danger. Wine Glass Bay out to 2,000 metres, doing no work from the inside draw, ready to pounce late. Uh, little mix. He's not hopeless here. Uh, did enough there first up at Warwick Farm, and has a pretty genuine looking record this mare and best of the rest is travelling Kate who hasn't is not doing anything wrong. One, two, six and three. Yeah, I've gone six, one, two and three, just 
thinking that she brings a different form line into this little mix. I found this a, a bit of a tricky race. It is going to be a battle of tactics. I'm hoping that she can use the draw to settle a touch closer. I know she's not typically uh, the best in the stride, but looking at the makeup of this field, I think she can take advantage of that and, and maybe just be a little bit closer than normal. I like the way that she returned there. We are talking about a midweeker, uh, but she was 40 weeks between runs, and it was a, a race that was on-speed dominated. So, you know, I think she's got something. Uh, she's likely race and, and still might be the best ahead of her. One, too much caviar. I can see the case there. Uh, you could get complete control. He hasn't had that scenario in a couple of runs back this time in. Nice little tick over trial since we've last seen him. He's very fit, and he's going to take running down. I thought Wineglass Bay had his chance there last time out. Uh, Travelling Kate just got the better of him, worried him out of the finish. Uh, gets a two kilo weight swing on that horse. It was just the price. Uh, you might get a better price. That one out. We're out to now $2.60. So I think that's more realistic. Uh, but he finds another winnable assignment. And three, Travelling Kate. I guess you're reluctant to overlook the obvious. Uh, chasing three on the bounce, this mare, and she's certainly uh, in fine form at the moment. Six, one, two, and three. For Darren Flindell in race number two, he's got one on top. That's too much caviar to beat two, five. And seven, Brad, if I said you've got to go to war with either Wineglass Bay or Yukon. Who are you? No betting each way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who are you in the trenches with? Out of those two. Yukon. Oh, Yukon. Just oh, <laughs> oh, that's, poor old wide glass base copping it this morning. In the context of his price, does that, <laughs> does that come into it when you're at war? I don't know if his profile means much when you're at know. war, but hey. Ah, uh, exactly. Well, Duff, it's, um, he's, look, he's getting a bad rap, wine glass base. He's been consistent, but I guess we'd just love to see him put a field away at some stage. J-Max said he was left a, a sitting shot last start, but um, he's third up now. It's, it's D-Day, D isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He's a nice horse, but yeah, we'd, we'd still like to see him charge through the line. Yeah, I reckon if you're going to war with him, you're going to war with a water pistol. But um, anyway, yeah, let's move on to race three, 1,500 metres. Uh, this is a benchmark 78 hurls, and we've lost Wadigos, who of course won the Mwollombar Cup brilliantly yesterday to make him big dance eligible. Yeah, it was an easiest watcher at supporters yesterday afternoon. It was never going to get beat. It comes out 14 by 12. Bazooka loomed up last start and actually didn't even finish in the top four. Uh, but it's a $19 chance in from 18 now this morning, 26 when the market first opened. Grisilla Styler, a $5 chance, 16 Danish friends. Vegeta Sand, six fifty. We went up as much as $11 for it. And similar story with Green Shadows. It's been supported today. Uh, it's four eighty, but we went up eight dollars. Thirty-four Mandibos, Marquess, our favourite, two forty. Just getting out for two twenty-five now, and Suasive eleven dollars. Marquess was very impressive when winning at Fen uh, Landing. Very good bets last start at Warwick Farm. Obviously up in grade here, but it's our favourite at two dollars and forty cents. Yeah, with the scratching of the stalemate, Suasive uh, should get a degree of control here. It certainly changes the complexion of this race. Danish Prince, uh, he won't be too far away, he never is. And Marques, although got a long way back there, first up, that was just due to the barrier. He's got a little bit more toe than that, he has shown uh, at the Provincials in the past. So he should take advantage of barrier one and potentially just park on the leader's back off. Yep, you would think so. He Look, look he's very likeable here. Um, if things go according to plan... Um... Does he need room to move? Maybe. Is he going to get it? I'd say McDonald probably pops off the fence at any opportunity during the running of this 1,500-metre race. So, yeah, we'll learn more about him today, but he does look a, a lovely horse in the making um, as far as his pedigree suggested that he's going to run a mile and a half. Um, hopefully he's still got the dash in his legs. He should have. You know, it was 1,300 at Warwick Farm the other day, so 1,500 should be beautiful for him on this bigger track here today. Uh, dangers. I think Priscilla Styler uh, is a match made in heaven for Nash. Talking about going to war, uh, poor old Priscilla Styler. He's, he's desperate for another win, but he's, it hasn't been by his own design a few times. He just hasn't had a lot of luck go right for him his past couple of preparations. Um, for for Gita Sand seems more fancied than he was first up at the fifteen hundred today, and I'll throw in Green Shadows who missed a consistency eight three five and six. Similar for me, eight, five, three, and six. So Marques on top, two dollars forty. I guess that's fair enough. Uh, he certainly got upside. The fact that he's a, a five-year-old gelding and he's still taking up a box there at Osborne Park suggests that they hold him in, in high enough regard. So a good winner there, first up, has to build off that. 
but he can. Uh, he's only seven starts into his career. Five, Fujita San. Uh, he's the wild card in the race. We still don't really know where he fits in. I thought he was good there, poking home late over 1,200 metres first up. You can think he can only bounce off that. Uh, he did show bits and pieces of form as a three-year-old to suggest, to, to suggest that he's more than capable of winning a benchmark 78. Grassler Styler, he is in desperate need. Uh, just that knockout punch, isn't he? Uh, the scratching of what goes probably doesn't help uh, as far as where he'll find himself in the run and how he'll be hoping that the race is run for him to scream home over the top, but he continues to knock on the door and a similar profile for Green Shadows, who continues to race well, uh, but he has had six seconds since his last win, so eight, five, three, and six. Race three for Darren Flindell, five on top to beat eight, three, and nine for Darren. He's Vegeta San, and he's marked him a good thing as well. Duff, you nailed it uh, in regards to Nash and uh, Grace Ellis-Stoller. He's never ridden him as well, um, and I, I think it is it is a match made in heaven. He really will suit this horse, I think, Duff. Yep, uh, I think uh, Brad hit the nail on the head with him as well. He probably wanted, wanted what he got there to roll them yes. along yes. To, to just help that finishing burst, but uh, yeah, he's still, got a, he's still got a terrific winning chance today. Hmm. Small but interesting, a small field, but interesting race, yeah. that third, third race today, I think. It uh, doesn't get any easier here, the midway. Uh, in fact, I do think race three is easy. I think Marquess will be winning. Uh, but race number three, the midway, 1,800 metres, a benchmark 72. Um, we've had a few scratchings come out of this race uh, today, Hurls. How's that impacted the market? And I did note uh, Duff made the point too this morning. They bet good odds early, La Vesuvius, around $15 or so. Yeah, it was. It was $15, and, uh, yeah, that's a very generous price given the fact it's now a $4.80 favourite. Olympic Theatre comes out 5 by 6 2 by 2 go Tropo. Cruis is a deduction there, 3 by 3 0 Jack, Jack Duggan went round during the week. Apache Bell, Celestial Fury, and Ninja Stars. They're not knocked around too much by uh, deductions. We've got 11 to $10, Dr. Evil. Casual Connection, $8. $5, Electrica. Dream Deal, 9.50. Yeah, it's a bit best move here at La Vesuvius because we went up 15. It's into 4.80. Uh, Real Peace, 19. Mont Felicity also we bet $15. It's now into $6. Where there's smoke, there's fire, usually with the stable. Lease is $11. $10, Vane Invader. Sadness at $10. Naval Warfare at 18 So your two best back runners here are 7 and 10, La Vesuvius and Mont Felicity. Lease goes forward, so does Vane Invader. Satness holds a position, and then you've got Dream Deal coming across from the wide gate, 1800 metres. The run under his belt drawn wide. Uh, they've probably got no other option but to, to spear forward from the gate here, Duff. Uh, yep. Uh, look, I, I think there's enough speed for the stayer to come into play late here. The casual connection. I know he only beat two home the other day, but he really surged through the line. And I thought uh, it's a good pipe opener for a race like this, for a staying type like him at 1,800 second up. So just to throw at the stumps with him, Electric is busting to win a, uh, win a race. Uh, she hasn't won in a long time, but, boy, she's been unlucky a few times. And probably just on trial at the distance is the little question mark, but the way... Uh, that she's finished off. Uh, uh, she gives the impression it should be okay. Then this very interesting horse, Love Vesuvius. You've you got to like him, just looking at him, the way he's gone about his work winning. He's two at the end of last prep and the way he resumed there the other day. He's just a... Uh, he looks a nice talent who's going to get over a bit of ground uh, by the look of things as well. And Dream Deal is the other one. A very one-paced, on-pace type, on type of horse. Uh, I think the 1800 is perfect for him today, and he'll he'll run really well. That's uh, I'd say the toughest race of the day by a long way. Three, five, seven, and six. Yep, no arguments from me there. One, three, thirteen, and five. I've defaulted to the one, Doctor Evil. Uh, I know you look at his recent form, and you see ninth and a duck egg, but he's had excuses on both occasions. He never really saw daylight there in Midway Company. Two starts ago behind Forecaster. Despite that, he's only beaten well, what one and a half lengths. Then last start in the Forbes Cup. He travelled wide, three deep on top of the speed. That's not his go. Today's a, a nice setup for him. In well after the claim, 1,800 metres, midway company. He's sure to run well. Three, casual connection. Uh, yeah, he just has to build on what he did there last time out. Hopefully the, the speed is still in his legs because he is a genuine 2,400 metre horse. But I like the way that he was poking home behind straight Acer, despite running ninth of 10. That was an encouraging return. 13, Vane Invader. Ticked off the middle distance box there last time out uh, with a boxing third at Canterbury out to the 1,900 metres. So this trip holds no fears. He'll go forward. He'll make his own luck. And if a few of these stub their toe late, he'll be there to take advantage. And will Electrica stay? I don't know. Uh, the 1,800 metres, she gets the right set up to try. She's deep into a campaign and she draws nicely. So gets her chance. One through 13 and five. 
for Darren in that fourth race. Uh, let's see what he's gone. Uh, number three is the top selection. That's Casual Connection uh, for Darren Flindell. Casual Connection to beat uh, number three, to beat five, one and six um, after race four to race number five with our preview. 1,100 metres, a benchmark 78, and Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, Trish State, a significant deduction here, 12 by 11 and hard to say, 6 by 7. Delacour is a $9.50 chance, 5.50 winning verse. Expresso, $5. It was money early for it. $11 was first bet. Dutch of Savoy, uh, Duchess of Savoy, 13. We've got Smashing Eagle, our favourite now, 3.10 into $3 this morning. Define Heart, 34. Extravagant Star, 3.30 to 3.50. And then we go down to Soju's Session at $71. So uh, uh, Smashing Eagle and Extravagant Star, the ones they're honing in on this morning. Yeah, a couple of key scratchings as well as far as the speed goes here. There looked to be a lot of red first look. We've lost Tri-State and we've lost Hard to Say. So a bit of that pressure comes out of the race. That's dead. Yeah, you've still got Winning Verse here. You've still got Espresso and Extravagant Star and maybe to a lesser extent Nella Course. So, yeah, it's not as hot as it originally looked, uh, but I still think they'll, they'll rip along at a genuine tempo here, Duff. Yeah, they'll run along at a nice 1,100 metre speed. I, I think the scratchings have really helped Winning Verse here. I think she can find the lead. And I think she's going to run a really good race here. She's had a nice little trial win leading into this. And, um, yeah, I'm comfortable to be with her with that uh, that touch better odds here. He's the horse to beat, Smashing Eagle. And I know the scratchings of those two speeds hasn't helped him, but the field of... And now it's only a field of eight. It could well help him a little bit more. Uh, and he, he can rattle off a sectional, as he showed the other day. He's the danger. Extravagant star... Is she back on track? We'll find out more today. She looked good early in her career as a two-year-old, but lost away. But encouraging first up run when she was fancied in midweek class. And Espresso, boy, talking about informed stables, hasn't he got a good team at the moment? This Nathan Doyle, he's got uh, he's winning races everywhere, and this is a nice horse who needed the run there first up and can improve. Two, seven, nine, and five. Seven, nine, two, and five. Smashing Eagle, pretty keen on his chances. Made him one of the better bets across the mating. Now that enthusiasm is tempered a little bit uh, with a couple of those scratchings, but I still think he, he can get the job done here. So rail out, eleven hundred metres, Rose Hill. He probably wouldn't want to be uh, too confident about a back market, but I just think he finds the right race at the right time, and he's got a turn of foot that none of these can match. Nine extravagant star. You'd think she could only build off what she did there first up, where she did cover ground. I would have liked to have seen Caution do a little bit more at the midweeks to frank that form line on Wednesday, uh, but she did show early in her career that she's a pretty talented filly, now a mare, trained by Kieran Murray and David Eustace, and maybe that little change-up of scenery has done her a world of good. Two winning verse, I can see the case there. She's a pretty genuine mare. She's a speedy mare. If she does get a degree of control here, she's going to be hard to chase down. And five, Espresso. Probably takes a, a camp just in behind the speed here and, and gets her a chance to improve on what she did there in Midway Company last time out. So seven, nine, two, and five. Let's see what Darren's tipping uh, in this fifth race. Uh, Brad Keane there on Smashing Eagle. And uh, Darren's with it as well. Uh, Smashing Eagle on top, number seven, to beat nine, two, and five in race number five. Race six at Rose Hill Gardens, 1,500 metres, a benchmark 78. And uh, called I, we heard from Gerald Ryan this morning, keen to see a better parade from this mare. She's the 280 favourite, Hurls. Did he mention um, with Call Dye that he's going to take it for a bit of a run around the uh, in the float before the race? I'm actually not being, being a fool here. Um, I know first up, he wasn't happy with the parade. I think he said subsequently, Duff, and you mentioned this, that, that um, Bart Cummings may have done it in the past, or Tommy Smith, where they actually take the, the horse sort of uh, out on the float as if it's going to the races because he's too close to home. Yeah, they're they're fresh and they're they you know they're finely tuned athletes and sometimes they're a little bit too fresh. So, I think it's more the case that she probably only went into that race first up with one little soft trial at home and she was just jumping out of her skin and got a little bit nervous race day. And um, uh, we'll learn today whether it's just a pattern or that runs just knocked the edge off her to settle her down. So look, she is a big uh, yard watch here today, and it's not as if she failed. Um, getting hot and agitated because she only, you know, she only just missed really. So mm. it's not, it's not the be all and end all. But you'd love it to just see a, a lovely and relaxed and come on nicely since that first up run. Yeah. Well, she's your favourite. Uh, Yolly Yates comes out five by six, zero running bear. Kawati three by three, and Pito Ballerino zero. Uh, powerful pair four sixty to four forty. Thirteen Pia Rossa Masquerade eight fifty. Eleven to twelve Fear North. 
280 for Cool Dyer. Quebec at 14. And we go down to How Good Are You at $3.50. Yeah, How Good Are You looks the likely leader here, uh, especially with the scratchings. Carl Hardy coming out, Lolly Yates coming out. I think Cool Dyer, she's shown plenty of versatility in the past, but she might find herself outside the lead or just in behind the speed by default where do you go to thereafter can masquerade hold some kind of position potentially and powerful peg uh, she missed missed the kick there last start but that's generally not in her makeup uh, she's raced well from on top of the speed in the past so i think she, all being equal she takes a trail behind how good are you duff yeah look um i'm very keen on cool die uh today um, i hate the scratchings i, I hate the scratchings because it's advantage how good are you with it with her out really as far as run of the race stuff is concerned, she'll just uh, own, take ownership of the lead here. But look, I'll, I'll still tip her on her ability alone. Cool die, uh, she's fairly adaptable. Nash will adjust to a situation, know when to get onto his bike. I think she'll beat. Uh, how good are you? Who just I thought she could, could have trialled a little bit better, but trials are trials, races are races. Uh, Adrian seems happy enough with her, but she's going to be hard to run down considering circumstances now. But I think she can. Get over the top of the cool die. Uh, Pierre Ross is a little knockout chance here, but probably would have been more suited with that. Uh, the, those other two speedsters being involved here. And I think Powerful Peg has to go in the way she's going at the moment. I like five, uh, five, ten, two, and one. See, I've gone five, one, two, and ten, five, cool die on top. Yeah, she looked to have a chance there first up, but as you guys have touched on in the context of her uh, parading horribly and riding a speed that was pretty genuine. In the middle stages, it was a race that was set up for the closers. She was the only on-speed survivor. Uh, she was fantastic. So, yep, I think she's found the right race here, and we want to see her come out and, and win this and justify that she's a pretty smart mare going forward. One powerful peg, again, reluctant to overlook the obvious. I think it was probably a, a blessing in disguise that she half missed the kick last start to get home over the top of Call Die, but now she's found winning form. Uh, she's chasing three on the bounce. There's no reason to think why she'll, she'll taper off now. Two, Pia Rossa, I agree. With Duff in that she is the knockout here, $15, uh, did beat Caldye twice last campaign, so she's got the talent, uh, I think she's just got a few tricks though, so still waiting for the penny to fully to drop, I don't think she's got much tactical speed, she tends to miss the start, so she'll be out the back, but doing her best work through the line, the way that she's trialled this time back might suggest that uh, she's probably looking for 2,000 metres again, and 10, how good are you, catch me if you can from out in front, she's lightly raced, uh, she's built a fantastic little record, that recent trial wasn't too crash hot, uh, but... Yeah, you're reluctant to over, reluctant to pay too much homage to, to mid-prep barrier trials, aren't you? Whether they're good or bad. But yeah, it's just made me question uh, how well she's going. But 6, 1, 2 and 10. 6, 1, 2, 10. So just an error with Brad's selections if you are watching us on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Um, uh, can you just 5, can, 1, 2, 10. Yeah, that'd be, 5, 1, 2, that'd be why. Because yep. uh, it's out yep. and called eye is the top selection. So called eye there for Brad. 5 on top. In that sixth race, just take note if you're watching Sky Racing. Darren Flindell's one five two ten in race number six. Powerful Peg, his top selection. Uh, get it right, Bradley. Come, mate. We run a tight Sorry, ship guys, here. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> Is that the sauce on the keypad or the honey or whatever it was? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> the chili sauce. Absolutely. We've got this seventh race to talk about. It's the up and coming, and Andrew Hurley's got the full market. Where Tom Kitten is up the top. Big Tom here, Hurls. Uh, he's a big boy. Yeah, he certainly is. Gee, I tell you what, what, what about this for an honour roll? Uh, the likes of uh, Scissor Kick, Schnitzel, Fastnet Rot, Exceed and Excel have all won this race. So a lot of these horses go on to bigger and better things, particularly at stud, based on that. All right, the scratching of infatuation, just two cents for win, so zero deduction there. 13 into 12 for Tom Kitten. Cafe Millennium at 21, out from 15 when the market first opened. Cabellus at 360, 320, now 330. 14, Kintyre. Manwee is a $10 chance. Ducassi, $11. NCAP, $10. In from 15 when the market first opened. Tudor Levita, 16, $10. Griff. Levan Perez, the second favourite, 380. And Hasty Honey, 101. Well, everyone saw what happened with. with Cabela's last start, so it's been pretty popular. But tell you what, there's been a few breaking bets on uh, Tom Kitten this morning. In terms of dollars, hell, it's actually the second most popular runner this morning. Love Ampere goes for. I tell you what, by the time he retires, how many different names is he going to be called uh, by the time he, he finishes his career? Love Ampere sounds fancy though. I'll go with the Darren Flindell version. So Manway, uh, he won't be far away. He led on debut, the son of Kamantari. 
Where do you go to thereafter? I thought Griff could be closer. He wasn't all the way winner of his maiden at Warwick Farm. Uh, first up, he drew wide 1,100 metres. I think they might be a little bit more intent today. Tom Kitten can hold a spot, and you'd like to think the same can be said for Cabala stuff. Uh, yes, you just you'd like to have all eyes are on him at the start here to just hold his position going around that first little turn there. So I think if with the recent runs under his belt, he probably is top pick here. We'll learn more about him today. He looks a, he's a lovely horse, and I think he's got a motor as well. So I've got him on top. Um, La, La Vampire uh, is certainly the danger with control up front for a you know a dashing for a uh, two-year-old race, or a three-year-old race, it's not much speed here in numbers, is there? So I think you're right with that Griff situation. So here we get a lot of favours here, Love and Pierre, uh, and be hard to run down. Tom Kitten will be strong late, would like to set a touch more um, speed around for him, but I think you're right, he, he can race closer than what you think. Um, he showed good speed earlier in his career, and I think this is a very nice horse, Ducasse, He'll be a black booker out of this race. Um, he was just working progress, progress in a couple of runs last prep with excuses, and I think he's a, a, a likely type um, in the making. The other one is Dead Set Griff. I, I hear there's a big stable push for him today, and he could be a firmer. 3-11, 1 and 6. Yeah, I'm going to throw NCAP into the mix here. When I first did the form, NCAP was $17 and Le Vampire was, what, $3.80 or $4 or something, and there was very little between them there last start uh, through that midweek race, and he didn't have a lot of luck, NCAP. So I do like the way that he just flattens the line. I know he's still a maiden, but he probably shouldn't be. He's been a little bit unlucky at his past two starts. So hoping there's enough pressure for him, uh, but he will get his chance to, to flash home late and at double-figure odds. I'm going to take the gamble uh, that he can make that necessary improvement. One, Tom Kitten, I think, I know he's got a big weight, but double-figure odds does appeal. I love the way he's trialled this time back, suggesting he's come back better again. He pays the penalty for being a listed winner, of, of course, but I think everything's fallen into place for him quite nicely here. Nash goes on, nice draw. I think he lands in a, a forward position just by default, uh, and he runs well despite the spring champion being his main aim. La Vampire, short enough, but he's certainly good enough. He showed that last time out, and he can make that necessary leap bangs himself out and puts himself right there, which is a huge advantage, and Kabbalah. The only knock was the price, uh, but he's certainly a three-year-old going places, and he had a hard luck story to tell himself last time out. 7-1, 11, and 3. Let's see what Darren's found. He's with number three here, Kabbalah. Number three on top to beat 7, 10, and 11. Do you know what it is, Brad, Le Vampire? It's, it's a... Let me uh, Yes, you're right. Did you were you there listening you to the punters panel yesterday? I wasn't actually. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> oh, gee, that's <laughs> you've left me flat there. Well, <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's a it was a French crime film. Uh, the main characters are a journalist and his friend who became involved in trying to uncover and stop a bizarre underground Apache gang known as the the La Vampires. So there we go, guys. Uh, a French who played film. the lead role, Brad? Oh, mate, Can't come on. Um, a lady <laughs> called Irma Vep. She played Masadora and Marcel Lavesque was Oscar Mazam. So there you go, guys. It was in the early 1900s, that film. So we went around to, to see that one. But uh, look it up, Jeez, uh, I like reckon, it's, it's like listening to Margaret Pomeroy. There's a few of the punters <laughs> out there are thinking they're... <laughs> You, you're on the check. ABC and yeah. they're listening to At The Movies instead of Racing HQ. Oh, listen, we don't just find winners on here. We educate the public as well. Oh, don't, do we? Don't right, worry okay. about that. Uh, let's get to race number eight, guys, because this is exciting. The San Domenico at Group 3 level. Uh, we've lost Barber. He's being saved for another day. Everything's fine. It was just the draw. James Cummings told us um, that he, he was struggling to see how he fit in from, from that barrier in this race as a winning chance. So uh, he'll be saved for another day, Hurls. And Corniche, he's a new favourite here. 340, there's been good cash for him this morning. Yeah, there has. It's in from four dollars forty this morning. Libertad six fifty to seven fifty. The instructor four eighty no change. Seven to seven fifty introducing Butch Cassidy thirteen to fifteen. General salute twenty three to twenty six. Kadinci abstract. Now it's five fifty out of six. Uh, got to as short as four eighty yesterday afternoon. Eight dollars was first posted, but we were riding bets with it uh, in the all in market on Monday and Tuesday as well. Five star, twenty six to thirty one. Moravia eleven dollars twenty six. Bet about it. An untouchable legend, sixteen out to eighteen. But we've written some bets for it this morning. Cigar flick comes out five by six. One cent the win. Armed forces, and we've shaved seven by eight off Farber. 
$3.40 Corniche. Wow, well, it's a fair old haircut, isn't it? Looking at the speed here, introducing and the instructor, we know they'll both go forward. I thought Firestar was the curious runner here, though, as far as the speed goes. He showed a, a stack of toe there at Wyong on debut to take up the running uh, and do it at both ends. So if there's a little spinner in the works for those two gay Woodhouse, uh, Adrian Bottrain gallopers, I think he's it. Thereafter, you've got Butch Cassidy holding a position. I don't think Corniche will be too far away, and I know Untouchable Legend uh, gave them all of a head start their last start at the midweeks, but she's shown in the past that she can settle just about anywhere uh, and draw on the inside marble today. Uh, she'll posse up just in behind the speed, Duff. Yeah, it's a very interesting race, um, you know, in lots of ways, really. Um, I, I did think, I said on Thursday, that I think Corniche will run favourite, but old Fat Fingers got in... Uh, got got hold of him this morning. Three dollars forty. <laughs> he, can, he can't get in. He can't get any shorter than that in a field like this. Um, I like him. I think he sets up well with his trials. Uh, he should be round the mark. He looks in good shape. No negatives. Uh, camps just behind them with cover, and hard to hold out. I think the dangers. Uh, look. I'm still putting in Kandinsky abstract. I think he's obviously got the boom on him and he's got the pedigree and gets his chance to stamp himself here. If he can get away with this race, they, they will be talking um, sky's the limit sort of stuff. Uh, 13 Untouchable Legend is a good long shot. She's a talented filly with 53 kilos and barrier one and been very, very fit. Third up after a good win. And best of the rest, I'll throw in the instructor. If he can clear them and find the lead, I think he is um, he's going to go much better. Look, Libertad, he, he, beware of the unbeaten horse. He's just no talk about him. I think... How's he um, trialled, Duff? How's he trialled, Libertad? Well, I think he, everyone's dropped off him. I think he trialled alongside of Corniche, and it's probably, say, advantaged Corniche, but he's a backmarker horse who... Who runs on? Mm. So I, I'm not going to put. He didn't. Not as if he trialed bad, just that he was showed up a little bit. So and then, I'm, I'm, it's a big move, Moravia, isn't it? Eleven dollars, and uh, there's obviously confidence there. But an intriguing race. I'm saying one nine, thirteen, and four. Yep, I'm with him as well. One eight, nine, and thirteen. One Corniche. Oh, you you go into this campaign, you I think you're, you're probably within your rights to say that he could be the sleeper in the pack as far as Godolphin's three olds go. But the cat's out of the bag now. Three dollar forty favourite in the San Domenico. So yeah, his form there from last prep is there for everybody to see. Beat Shinzo. I love the way he's trialled this time back. If you're matching motors there with Zapateo uh, at the trials, you're doing something right. She's a pretty sharp mare. One. Oh, so one to beat eight. General Salute. Uh, I think if there's a knockout, it's General Salute. The market's been very quick to dismiss him. $26 for a horse of his talent. We don't really know where he fits in, but there's enough in the price to take that gamble. I thought he was fantastic on debut behind Steel City and Red Resistance. He actually clocked the fastest closing splits across the entire meeting, and then he made a statement of his own at the midweek. So the stable backed off. They opted not to go to Queensland uh, with this preparation in mind. So I'd be very surprised if he doesn't do something first up. Nine, Kandinsky abstract. Originally the gate was the knock and a little bit less scary now. He comes into nine. I will get a good guide how this track is playing come race eight, but it was no disadvantage to be balancing up and hitting the line. Look for him late. Whether he's a bet today, I dare I suggest no. Maybe wait till next time. And thirteen, untouchable legend. Might be the right race at the right time. She's always showed good talent. Good to see it all click there last time out and she can only build off that. One, eight, nine and thirteen. All of our experts have got this in. Um, untouchable legend. Darren's tipping it. Uh, he's got uh, Untouchable legend on top number 13 to beat 6, 9 and 11. I'm on this today, guys. I just think she'll run huge at the price. She's got that fitness edge, Brad, and yep. she's never drawn a barrier in her life. So every run she's had to restrain, restrain, restrain. She can finally just pop out into a position, and we know she's got to turn her foot because she overcame that bias at Canterbury last start. It was a little bit of an inside track. Yeah, obviously this is harder, uh, but she has shown in the no past doubt, that she's, yeah. she's more than up to it because, as you say, she had excuses all throughout her career. She's been trapped deep. Uh, she's never drawn a gate. She's had to go back, and finally it all fell into place for her last time out. Uh, even though she had to take her medicine, it was only a small field, and she really ripped home. She ran fast time. I wouldn't think back to 1,100 metres holds any fears, and the little cherry on top is just that barrier one, isn't it? If she can take advantage of that and just park on the back of the speed, which I think is pretty genuine, and they're just pedalling late, uh, she's going to be right there ready to pounce. So it very well could be the right race at the right time. Yeah, I'm shocked she's that price. Yeah, I'm pleased to see you got her in too, Duff. I, I... Well, we're keeping her safe. She's 16 to 18, but as I said, we've written some bets on it this morning. Mm, holding, holding at least four figures, I can assure you of that. 
I mean, it might not be the best horse in the race stuff, but she's Johnny on the spot, so to speak, in the sense she's had the two lead-up runs where a lot of these resume. She's got the best set-up by far. Mm. Third up off a win and no weight on her back. And I'm house hunting at the moment, guys. I can tell you, you can get... Um... You've been kicked out, have you? Well, I... Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> you've, you've, you've speared me there, Duff. Uh, I might be. Um, but I was just going to say that I can tell you um, the three million that Kandinsky abstract costs, that can buy you two townhouses in Maroubra uh, renovated. So uh, it's a big price tag, Duff, uh, for this cult, but he just might live up to it. Yes. Uh, well, uh, they... They're talking the big game with him and put some pressure on the poor bugger. But he's, uh, he's, he's, he does look a beautiful horse. Look, if I am out on my own, can I can I crash at your joint, Duff? <laughs> oh, no. no, no, I've only got a little, it's only a little out. Oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> and Brad Corniche, um, you sounded distraught when you saw that prize. Have you not fired your bullets yet? Oh, I haven't, I haven't. This goes <laughs> back a, to the all-in market. It's flat. So this, this goes on for a couple of days now. I was staring at that $11 oh, no. on Monday. Oh, no. I thought, he's probably the horse I want to find here. And then you think, well, if he draws 13 or 13, all of a sudden he's out of play, rose to 1,100 metres rail out, so... You just wait, you keep the powder dry, you think, well, I'll probably get $9, $10 anyway, won't you? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't and laugh. And then it's $8, but... it's $8, it's $8 <laughs> in the first market. Before you know it, it's $6. You wake up in the morning and it's $3.40. So, so what, what the are birds you doing? flown now. What are you doing? Yeah, Good question. You... <laughs> just fire, son. Fire. What's happened? I know. I know. I know. He's sitting on the hands, Duff, Brad. Yeah, he's usually quicker than that. Yeah, never mind. Uh, race number nine, we move on to the benchmark 100 over 1,400 metres. And Hurls, we've lost... Uh, Colino here um, to the groans of the crowd and his adoring fans. He's he's staying at home today. Yeah, and big deduction there. Twenty-two by fifteen. Ascension also six by seven. Zero. Ashman Bullfinch three by three. And Battleton uh, zero. Leaves us up the top. Tycoonus eight fifty into seven fifty. As is Mission Phoenix seven fifty to six fifty in the park. Lumi in thirty four sixty one. Dark Dream Caprice de Do. Now, what are we calling it today, fellas? Caprice de jour. Like I was close. It's a de jour. It's, it's like a, I think it's a, we're all been uh, experts with the pronunciation and what it means. Uh, I'm sure it's a, when you go to France and you get the cheese plate, it's on there anyway. Hey, Duff, you know, you're well travelled, Duff. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't act like you don't know, please. Yeah. On your annual trip to France. It's like that soft white cheese, you know? <laughs> Duff's in Europe more than he is a like a bit of brie. It's like a bit of brie. Oh, beautiful! Sounds good to me. Can we eat it this early in the morning? In the morning? No, no. 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 Like they on. do over. They do over there. They have it for breakfast. After a few yeah. reds, it go down. I reckon hells. Uh, Six fifty to five fifty. Stangler. Now, our favourite glint of silver. Four eighty to four twenty. Nine fifty to nine. And political debate. Berenelli nine into seven fifty and nineteen for mystery shop. This is the quietest betting of the race. I can't give you a significant market lead here. Yes, well, what happens speed-wise? Franelli comes across 1,400 metres. Glint of Silver won't be too far away. Mission Phoenix does stay at the 1,400 metres. Uh, but looking at the makeup of this field, uh, he won't be too far away. Mystery Shot can hold a position. And then you're probably looking at political debate just to be midfield, Duff. Yep. Um, I think he's good odds, Glint of Silver, um, with the scratching. I, 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 I really like him here. Um, I'm really happy with the scratching of Ashman. Um, I know he was 150 to 1 chance, but he was the only horse I was terrified of driving him mad on speed. Ranelli's still a chance of doing that, but Glintersil was a tough nut. He'll ride the speed, and he'll be very hard to beat here. He's a very fit horse now, third up, and uh, a kilo over the limit. I'm happy to be with him. Inver Park uh, will be charging home. Eye-catching run first up. 1,400 appears better for him. Uh, the other import, Caprice de Jure, he... I, I on the point of the turn there the other day, he travelled like the winner, and I reckon he just knocked up after being that little bit too keen. So that knocks the edge off him here, and he gets in lightly. And I think he is a, he might be a run or two short, but yeah, I think he's talented this horse. And best of the rest is political debate. Debate who did do something there first up. I like twelve a lot. Twelve six nine and thirteen. Yeah, I'm with him as well, 12, 6, 13 and 14 after the scratching of Colino. So I think the one takeaway from last campaign with Glenn of Silver was the fact that he just improved the further he got into his preparations. So he should take another leap forward on what he did there last start, and that was a third behind Pericles and Madame Pomery. So you think that fits in quite nicely here. It wasn't until fourth and fifth up that we saw the best runs of his campaign. Six in the park, going to need a few things to fall into place from the draw. He's going to be seeing most of these turning for home, but... 
Uh, he showed a nice little turn of foot over 1,100 metres in his first Australian run behind Insurrection. Uh, he'll get a long way back here, but 1,400 metres is much more suitable for him. Looking at his overseas form, 13 political debate just peaked on his run there, coming through that same form reference. Uh, as Glint of Silver, he did loom to get into the finish, and I think he just felt the pinch. So strips fitter for that naturally, and he looks to have returned quite well. And 14, <coughs> Ranelli. Bit disappointing there first up, but he can only imperial that himself. He'll spear forward, take bad luck out of the equation, and just has the 54.5 kilos on his back. 12, 6, 13, and 14. Darren Flindell's with 12 as well, Glint of Silver. So uh, he gets three ticks from our experts, and a race called the Darren Flindell is 12, 6, 13, and four, just an elephant in the room, Brad. Uh, I've got to address mm. something with you here. Um, all of our listeners would know about now Bet's Friends. You can jump on your tab app. You can get on there. You can follow Racing HQ. You can also follow a mob called Sky All Stars. Well, mm. for weeks and weeks, I've been putting out Brad Gray's best in my Racing HQ uh, platform with Dave Stanley and Steve Hewlett. I've, I've just discovered you're, you're a Sky All Stars man. You've, you've brushed me. You're putting, your, you're putting your tips in there. I don't need to put you in Racing HQ. No, I've got my own little channel now. Oh, right. When I say my own, I think there's about okay. 100 of us in there. Fine, I see how it is. That's okay. You're just a part-timer on here, hey? You didn't give me a Guernsey in the Racing HQ. I didn't get permissions. No, no, we, we pay big salaries too over at the Racing HQ. Oh, there's a little side page, so okay. bad, well, bad luck. Put a word in for me. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, race number 10 we moved to, and it's uh, Benchmark 88. Don't worry, Duff, I'll put yours in the Racing HQ, Best Friends, okay? <laughs> I'm solid. Yeah, you're solid. <laughs> race number 10, Hurls, talk us through the market. Yeah, and just the one scratching here, and I can tell you that Hello I Am 7 by 8 the deduction. Cuban Royale, 51 we posted early, 21 into 19 today. Lock Eagle, 12 to 11. Astero, been up a while, 950 to 9, 17 to 14 munitions. Uh, Rosetta, 15 to 14, 12 to 11. Brosnan, Pioneer River, 380 first bet, 270 this morning, it's out to $3, 19 to 18 for Dalalat. Kabling, 15. Uh, Arts, 26, 13, now 12. And Diamond Dilla, 460 to 480. I can tell you the most popular runner clearly today is Munitions. It's been 1714. I can tell you it's off the back of cash. Oh, yeah, it's that kind of race, isn't it? Uh, you certainly wouldn't begrudge a punter finding anything here. Speed-wise, Diamond Dealer does, I was saying on form on Thursday, does have a real Bjorn Baker in the last smell about it, this race with Diamond Dealer going straight to the front, 52 kilos. Nice and fit. Pioneer River won't be too far away. Estero can hold a position. Munitions does have versatility. I don't think he'll be too far away. And the same can be said for Kabling first up, Duff. What a head-scratcher. What a head-scratcher. You could go down the page here. And I'd suggest every horse has support. I'm, um, I'm throwing the dart at Kabling. Um, he was pretty genuine at the end of last preparation. Uh, he's got two good-looking trials to his credit. He, I think, although he's never won first up, he's been around the mark. And I'd just like to get a push for him. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just spec him at the odds. Pioneer River looks short enough. Might be too good for him, but... Geez, a long time between drinks. Mm. But the blinkers black on McDonald. Obviously, that pays a, a part in the price. Diamond Dealer, yes, it does. Look like a, one of these lightweight Bjorn Baker setups. Um, fit now, probably let run along and will run well. And um, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm in the munitions camp. I know he's got a lot of convictions throughout his career, but I reckon he's flying. Um, that run behind Omni-Man in, in, a, in a much stronger race than this was good. He's been kept fresh, trial brilliantly, and uh, gets the claim. Look, I could make cases for everything. The, the Chris Lee's horses may have wanted a little bit softer, but they can sprint well fresh. Brosnan's a huge query. Dalalat is flying. Um, so interested in him from the informed stable. And, and Arts is an interesting one. Is she a stayer? Or, you know, she has, you know, she has won at 1400 and that money suggests that she's uh, um, going okay and she's trialled well also. So you could go up and down the page here and have your own opinion. I'm 10, 8, 12 and 4. We'll have to see if Dalalat's in the numbers of Darren Flindell. Sure. That might give us a little leg up there. Uh, but I've gone 7, 1, 3 and 12. I've gone the way of Brosnan here. Um, just gambling that he's got a bit of class. So by all reports, he's being trained as more of a 1,400-metre, 1,200-metre horse this time back. Uh, that track upgrade overnight will be music to his ears. He, he likes uh, firm decks. And you go back to first up last preparation, and he wasn't beaten all that far by Arf Cabin, Zoo Tiger, Communist, Osipanko finished behind him. That was in the Eskimo print. So 
Yeah, he's going to find his feet and he's going to hit the line, uh, but you're getting double figure odds to find out. He's only won what, one of the 13 starts, but 12 of his 13 starts have been in group company, so he's always matched them uh, with the better three-year-olds. One Cuban Real, I can see the case there forever underestimated. Uh, he won enlisted company last time out, so despite being a nine-year-old, he found himself in career best form last campaign, and maybe he can kick off where he left off last prep. Three, Estero can bounce back from a disappointing run in Queensland last time out. He does tend to race well at Rose Hill, has trolled up quite well since then. And 12, Diamond Dealer. So it does look a nice setup for this galloper. Might be the right race at the right time. Fourth up, no weight, goes forward and potentially gets control. 7 1, 3 and 12 in the last. Guess what, Brad? No, no Guernsey. Fidelo. No Guernsey. Is he no, just trying to get a better price? No, oh, hey, careful <laughs> defamation. Uh, ten on top to beat eight, three, and seven for Darren Flindell. Car bling on top. Got to be a typo, Brad. Uh, Got to be. A must be. Will he get the? They, pe- can, ha- they can happen, Luke. They yeah, can happen. they can. Part owner Darren Flindell leaving him out. But will he give him the pep talk today? That's what I want to know. Anyone who's followed You'll along. You'll know it's yeah. <laughs> on the I'll side. wait for the pep talk. <laughs> yeah, that was that was gold, wasn't it, Duff? Darren down there talking to the horse. Listen, just get the nice sit behind and pounce. And he, he did win two out of two when Darren did it, Duff. Yes. Yeah. I think he'll keep his powder dry. Till, yeah. Uh, we'll know when he's in order. A midway or something. Uh, mm. What's your best today, Duff? Uh, Call Die, race six, number five, and Glint of Silver, nine, race nine, number 12. Call Die and Glint of Silver. Have a good day, mate. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffercy, Brad Gray, your best. Yeah, best for me, Smashing Eagle, race five, number seven. Seven, I'm expecting uh, Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexia to have a good day today, so fingers crossed they do. I just think he's found the right race to, to go back-to-back. Back. Uh, he'll get last look here, and he's absolutely airborne. Best value comes up in the up-and-coming, race seven, number seven, NCAP. You don't see too many horses break their maiden in group company, but I think he does have the potential to do that. He's just slipped the net there. Now $10, I still think that's fair enough. So best, race five, number seven, Smashing Eagle, and the best value, race seven, number seven, NCAP. Thanks for your help this morning, Brad. Just put those in the Bets Friends page, will you? Sky All-Stars, okay? They're already there. Oh, they're already there. Okay. Yeah, mate. Have a look in the early price. <laughs> Have a good day, Brad. See you, guys. There he goes. Brad Gray, a good man. And that's his thoughts. You can follow along uh, Bets Friends, Racing HQ, or the Sky All-Stars page. And there's plenty of other options on there to keep you up to date with all of the winners this spring carnival. Andrew Hurley, what's the latest from the TAB team? Yeah, Cabellus, the best back runner on the card. Race 7, number 3. Jockey's challenge today. J-Mac is that... for Nashville Willow. We've got $11 any other jockey option. Karen McAvoy, Tyler Schiller, Tim Clark at 13 and 15 for Jason Collett and Dylan Gibbons. Rose Hill, Mooney Valley and Doombin today. Races 1 to 6, run 2nd or 3rd. You get a bonus bet back up to $50. Applies to your first fixed odds win bet using your tab account. Remember, you win some, you lose more. Call 1-800-858-858 for free and confidential information.